Welcome to my leadership podcast. Matt McClory here from Colonial Church here in sunny St. Augustine, Florida. I pray that this leadership podcast would be a useful tool, practical and inspiring for you on your journey as you seek to grow in leadership in every way you can. God bless you. Welcome to another episode of Leadership with Pastor Matt McClory. I am excited to be doing this podcast episode because I really believe this is a topic uh, that has the potential to really um, weigh us down, stop us from moving forward. Uh, This is something that really in our leadership can be a huge stumbling block to forward momentum, forward growth um, for us as leaders. And so what I want to talk about today on uh, Leadership with Matt McClory is the O word, um, how to successfully deal with offense. The O word. Here's a statement of truth for you about offense. It's not a matter of if, it's when. When it comes to offense in our lives, when it comes to um, the potential of offense, offense, uh, offense being something that comes our way, it's not a matter of if, it's when. Um, I'll just boil it straight down to you and be transparent. When it comes to church life, it's not a matter of if, it's when. The church is full of people. People say things to other people. Sometimes, you know, decisions are made and, you know, things happen. Um, uh, it's built on relationships. Um, it's not a matter of if, it's when. Am I going to get offended? Am I? Is there potential for me to be offended? And how we deal with offense as leaders is so important because not only are we dealing with it, and we managing it and taking care of it on our side, um, but also how we lead, influence, um, grow the culture, maintain the culture, grow the culture, um, you know, really is one of those things that, uh, that we've got to be careful about. So the O word, how to deal successfully with offense as leaders. I want to read you a passage from Mark chapter six, verse one, um, this is where Jesus is rejected uh, or dishonored um, in his hometown, in his in his uh, in his neighborhood. This is his hood, this is his place. This is his these his people. It says this in verse one of Mark chapter six. It says he went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. Verse two. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him, listen to this, were astonished. That word astonished doesn't really uh, mean the same thing that we would think it would in the English. And to us, to be astonished by something means to be impressed by something um, in a positive way. This is not necessarily like that. That word astonished really means to be um, to be offended, to be put off by, to be uh, rubbed up the wrong way about. Um, uh, so I'll continue, but I just want to come back to that in a second. But it says saying... They said this, where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Verse 3, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and not his sisters here with us? And listen to what it says. It says, and I want you to underline this if you're reading your Bible right now, if if you're looking in the text. And they took offense at him. That was their response. They took offense. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there except 
that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief and he went about the villages teaching. It's interesting to me that it says that he couldn't do any mighty works, but it's amazing how in verse uh, verse 5 it says, except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. I don't know about you, but if you know we laid hands on a few sick people and healed them, I feel like revival would spring out. But this is obviously Jesus, the Son of God. So uh, the text says that he could do no mighty work there. Um, why? Because uh, they took offense um, and their offense essentially um, caused them to have unbelief. And it was unbelief so great that Jesus marveled at their unbelief in verse 6. So here's a truth just to write down, maybe meditate on, think about. When it comes to offense and the potential for us, um, the potential of what offense will do in your life if not well-treated, well-managed, I just want you to think about this. I just wrote this down. Offense will rob me of my God-given destiny if I take the bait. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back, for the people in the front, for the people everywhere, because this is so important for us to understand. Offense will rob me of my God-given destiny if I take the bait. I think about the destiny, just going back to Mark 6, I think about the destiny of the people that were in his vicinity at that time. How they let a fence, being astonished, being like, whoa, like, Jesus, isn't this the dude we grew up with? Um, isn't this the guy that, you know, we all know? They, they let that offensiveness rob them of potentially their God-given destiny. They're, 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 it says they could do no mighty work there. Essentially, what they were robbed of was the potential to see Jesus do something mighty. So... What does this mean for us? Well, I brought this message to our uh, staff uh, just last week. I'm beginning a brand new series of talks in a leadership culture series. And I want to start with this one because I believe when it comes to church, when it comes to business, when it comes to any any organization um, that maybe you're in leadership in or you're leading or maybe you're starting a new company, this is such a great thing to think about and to get on top of when it comes to offense because people who get offended, um, you know, it really robs them. I believe it robs you. I believe it robs us of, of the potential of God doing something great in your world. So whether it's your company, your team, your church team, maybe you're a volunteer at church, I believe this can help you. But here's the question for us as leaders today. How easily do we get offended? Let me ask you directly, how easily do you get offended? Is it easy for you to get offended? Can someone just to say a certain thing a certain way and you could get offended by that? Here's another question. What is our first response when offense knocks at our door? What's our first response? Uh, is it to gossip, to talk? Do we run to a colleague? Do we, do we you know, ring up the first person we know that will sympathize and empathize with this potential offense? Um, I think there's a big difference here when it comes to our first response between reaction and response. So a reactor and a responder are two totally different personalities or two, two totally different pathways when it comes to offense. Offense comes our way, knocks on our door. Um, but think about this. We can either react or we can respond. To react means to to freak out, to, to maybe like... Uh, 
snap back verbally, say something, um, you know, but, but, but this is a good question for us as a leader. If po- the, the, the potential for offense knocks on our door, what's our first response? You know, um, it's kind of interesting, but when you study the Greek language, uh, especially in the New Testament about offense and, um, what offense is, and, you know, I, d- I don't have time to go into it in this episode, but, but, but essentially what that word means is it gives us this picture of offense being like a stumbling block, but a stumbling block that essentially is a snare for us. So offense, the way I see it, the way I believe it to be, is that it's almost like a trap is laid for us. Um, and the trap is to simply go into the trap and take the bait. That's why sometimes you'll hear in church life, uh, I once heard John Bevere say it this way, that uh, I think he might have even written a book on this. Um, I have to confirm that. But, uh, but the offense, uh, offense is, is the bait of Satan. So uh, the idea here is, and this is kind of exactly what the Greek um, shows us, is that, that offense in our lives can be like the enemy setting a bait in a snare, a trap for us. And if we're not careful, when we come, a, come upon a, um, a potential for offense or an offense situation, that we don't take the bait. That's why it's called the bait of Satan, because once we take the bait, we get caught in the snare of offense, and offense is what will rob us of us being able to move forward into everything that God has for us. So let me say that again, because it's so important for us to understand that offense is like bait that's put into a trap. If we reach into the trap and try to take the bait, you know, someone says something, someone looks at you a certain way, you don't do the, the due diligence of going and having a conversation and hearing someone's heart on an issue, but instead we just take the bait and get offended. We get caught in that trap of offense and that that being trapped by offense stops us from being able to move forward into everything that God has for me. So again, going back to what um, I wrote down here and asked you to think about, this is the truth about offense. Offense will rob me of my God-given destiny if I take the bait. It will. It just, it, it absolutely will. So how easily do I get offended? Uh, what is my first response? Am I a reactor or a responder? Someone who responds well to the potential of offense, I think is someone who, who kind of does this, um, you know, gets the email, gets the, gets the phone call, hangs up from the phone call, um, hears the comment, uh, sees something on social media, or whatever, and the potential for offense is there. This is what someone I believe who, who's a good responder when it comes to offense does, is usually they'll take a step back. I'm not, taking, I'm not talking about taking a step back from church life or a job or whatever, but take, takes a step back and doesn't allow themselves to be trapped. But instead, maybe gives it prayerful consideration. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe gives it a moment to, to talk to someone about um, what they're experiencing. I'm not talking about someone who's a sympathizer, but someone who's, a, who's got good, you know, godly counsel uh, for them. Um, often, you know, what we do is our human nature is we want to run to someone who we know is going to empathize and tell us that we're right. But oftentimes the best person we need is someone that will actually tell us what, uh, what's true. Um, and there's a big difference between those two things. Um, Here's another question for leaders, I think, that are important, and I challenged our team with this question, is um, when it comes to offense, do we give offense, the, offense even the potential 
to take root in our lives? Do I even give offense when it comes my way, when I could potentially be offended? Do I even give it enough oxygen, enough leeway, enough runway, enough potential to take root in my life? Or am I the kind of person who doesn't give it potential at all and says, you know what, no matter what, I'm not going to get offended by this. I may need to process this and work this through, have this conversation, but I will not get offended. How do I handle offense when it comes my way? So we're in a leadership culture series, like I just said, a series of talks that's going to be uh, going to our church. Um, I believe we'll go out through the outlets of dinner parties and leadership culture and staff and believing through the teams and whatnot. But this is just a fundamental culture defining characteristic of our church. And it's simply this, we're I cannot be offended church. My friend Andrew Denton, who, who looks after kingdom builders at Hillsong Church in Australia, he wears a wristband. Um, and I still remember it because when he traveled here and did Kingdom Builders Weekend for us, I saw him wearing it. And on the wristband, it says, um, unoffendable. And he wears it, I'm sure he wears it on his wrists. And there's a bunch of guys in, in, in his church and I think his team that wear that wristband. But it just is a simple reminder. I will not get offended because I will not be taken off course by the bait of Satan, by the potential of, of, um, of offense in my life. So this is just a culture um, defining thing for our church. It's just who we are. I just can't get offended. I'm not going to get offended. Uh, let me say it a different way. Um, you can't afford to allow offense into your life. This is why, because your God-given calling, your God-given destiny is just worth too much. You are too valuable. Uh, you have too much to offer to allow offense to come in and steal from you. I want to finish with this story. And then I'm going to uh, finish off this episode. But um, Pastor Louis Giglio is an amazing guy, uh, amazing pastor, incredible guy. Um, leads a fantastic church called Passion City Church, an old passion, passion movement um, for young adults, you know, generation changing, uh, generation impact um, leader. But he tells a story, he did a message He's been doing a message uh, uh, really centered around when David talks about how, you know, he says, he says about the Lord, he says that the, you, you make a table for me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And Pastor Louie talks about a time in his own leadership um, where, you know, the, I think the potential for offense was there, the potential to be hurt by offense and allow it to take root in his life and I guess he was frustrated. He reached out to, to some counsel in his own life and he said to his, his, his friend on text message, he, he said to him, you know, big long text just saying how he, was, he couldn't believe this was happening and, you know, he was really looking for that sympathizing, uh, empathizing response and just to kind of feel better about himself. But he, he recalls the response he got from his friend. Um, and his friend, which I believe was just it was such a beautiful response, but he, he wrote back to him and said, don't let the enemy have a seat at your table. It's exactly that when it comes to offense. What happened, Pastor Louis just basically was allowing the enemy to take a seat at his table. And that's what we do when it comes to offense in our own lives. If we're not careful, we invite when we when we take the bait, when we when we um, when we allow ourselves to be offended, when we let it rule, when we let it take root in our lives, what are we doing? We're allowing the enemy to come and have a seat at the table, um, 
and that it can never, ever, ever be a good thing. But what the psalmist is saying here is saying you to the Lord, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So they're present, but they're not welcome at the table. It's exactly the same with offense. Offense can be present at some times in your life. There can be moments when, yeah, absolutely, me as a lead pastor of a, of a church, growing church, trying to build, trying to grow, trying to have vision, whatnot. Offense, I believe, sometimes can always be so close. Um, so it could be in the, in the, in the, it could be present out there. But I can choose today to be the type of leader. Uh, you could be the type of business person, type of um, organizational team leader, volunteer at your church where you say, you know, no matter what, doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter what comes my way. I will not take the bait. I will not allow myself to be easily offended. My first response will be to respond well. I'm not going to gossip. Not going to talk. Not going to run off to a sympathizer. Instead, what am I going to do? I'm going to respond well. I'm going to make a choice um, to do the opposite of what they did to Jesus in Nazareth. I'm going to keep my eyes lifted high. I'm going to look to heaven with eyes of faith. I'm going to believe today that um, God has amazing things ahead for me. And so it's just my, my calling, my, my future, my, the plan that God has for me on this earth, in this life, at this time is far too valuable for me to settle and take the bait. Offense will rob me of my God-given destiny if I take the bait. Well, hey, I pray that helped you. Pray that blessed you. Um, just a good refresher for a lot of us in leadership that if we're not careful, the O word is something that, if we're not careful, it can get us. It's not a matter of if, it's when, but we can choose when it does show up on our doorstep to not take the bait, not get offended, not allowed to take root in Jesus' name. Well, hope that blessed you. Much love. Reach out to us anytime. Uh, Colonial Church, 550 State Road 207, St. Augustine, Florida. Um, send, us, uh, send us a note. Give us a... Uh, Give us a five-star rating. <laughs> Leave us a comment. Um, you can email us as well anytime. Info at colonialchurch.life. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how we can pray for you. Maybe you're starting a new business. Um, you know, maybe the reason you're listening to this culture, leadership culture episode, or maybe subscribe to my leadership podcast. Um, can I just encourage you, um, reach out to us. Let us pray for you. We would love the opportunity to pray for you. Maybe you recently made a decision to follow Jesus. You've made him your Lord and Savior. We want to hear from you. So send us an email, um, info at colonialchurch.life. I think we've also got an email set up that's podcast at colonialchurch.life. I need to check on that. But God bless you. Much love. See you soon. Well, I pray you enjoyed that leadership episode. Thanks for tuning in. I pray it was inspiring and a blessing to you on your journey. Hey, we'd love for you to connect with us. So please leave a comment. And if you'd like to send us an email, send us an email to podcast at colonialchurch.life. Visit us on Sunday as well. We'd love to see you in the house here at 550 State Road 207 at Colonial Church. God bless you.